Good morning. Oh, good afternoon, church. Thank you for joining us today. Thank you for being patient with us. Um, we Happy December. We're so excited for you guys to be joining us today. And we're going to open up in prayer before um, we even continue. So, Father God, we thank you, Lord, for this day. We thank you for waking us up. We thank you for this time with you, Father God. We surrender everything, Father God, at your feet, Father God. Any... Um, attitude, any moods, Father God, that we were in, Lord, this morning, Father God, we place it before you right now, Father God. We ask, Lord, for you to cleanse us, Father God, to renew us, Father God, to strengthen us, Father God, during this time with you, Father God, and we give it all to you, Father God. We give you our day, Father God. We give you this time with you, Father God. We give you everything, Father God. We welcome you, Holy Spirit, to have your way, have your way, and have such an encounter with each and every one of us. Um, we thank you, Father God, for what you're doing and what you're about to do. We give you all the honor and all the praise. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen, church. In my mother's womb, before me with you, known and loved by you, before I took a breath and when I doubt, Lord, remind me I'm wonderfully
one church. And as we stay in this posture of worship, um, I just felt such a stirring in the spirit, church. I felt like such a fire, almost like a roar in worship because our worship is a weapon. And um, I'm going to read 1 Corinthians 4, verse 20. For the kingdom of God is not a matter of talk, but of power. And today, during worship, God just kept showing me the word, God with us. And during this holiday season, God is with us. God is with you. And this season, uh, this holiday season, God just kept showing me that as we declare Jesus in our homes and in our families, but actually say it, Jesus is Lord. Jesus is Lord. Jesus es Señor. Jesus es Señor. As we say it and as we declare it and as we proclaim it in our house and in our homes, there's power, church. There's power. Jesus is Lord. Jesus is Lord. Jesus is Lord. You declare it and you proclaim it. And as you do it, there's such a fire that's going to start bubbling up in your spirit. There's going to be such a, a fire in your family. There's going to be such healing in your family because God is with you. God is with us. And church, we have to say it. We have to declare it. We have to confess it with our mouth because when we say it, there is power. There is power. God is not matter of talk, but he is of power, of love, of grace, of mercy, of kindness, of joy, of grace, of all the wonderful things. So church, today as Abraham just plays, say it in your home. Say it if you're at work. Jesus is Lord. Jesus es Señor. Jesus es Señor. Jesus es Señor. Jesus is Lord. Jesus is Lord. So proclaim it and declare it where you're at. At home, at, at work, in your car, it doesn't matter. But in the next 30 seconds, let's as a church, as a community, declare Jesus is Lord. Jesus is Lord.
Father God, we give you all the honor, all the praise, Father God. We thank you, Father God, for what you're doing, Father God. We thank you, Father God. And today, Father God, we declare, Father God, that you are Lord over our lives, Lord. You are Lord over our finances. You are Lord over our healing, Father God. You are Lord over the miracles, Father God. You are Lord over the promises, Father God. You are Lord over our families, Father God. You are Lord above all, Father God. You are Lord above our community, Father God. You are Lord above our government, Father God. You are Lord above the nations, Father God. You are Lord above all, Father God. And we give you all the honor and all the praise, Father God. And we thank you, Holy Spirit, for being here for being with each and every one of us and today we pray over every viewer the worship team our pastors our elders our leaders our church our community we cover each and every one with the blood of the lamb from the top of their head down to the soles of their feet and father god we break every spirit of doubt father god every spirit of insecurity every spirit of anger of rage father god of haughtiness of arrogance father god of chaos, Lord, this season, Father God, that people might be going through, Father God. We break that spirit of stress and of anxiety, Father God, and we lose, Father God, your love, Father God, your love, Lord, your grace, Father God, your healing, Father God, your oil of joy, Father God. We pray, Father God, such a joy, Father God, over your people, Father God, this season, Father God, and we break, Father God, the schemes of the enemy in Jesus' name. We break the lies that Satan is trying to put into um everyone's minds and their heads this season we break it right now at the root in jesus name and we lose lord your glory fire father god of praise father god that there will be praise like never before father god that there will be such a fire and such a hunger in your people lord this holiday season father god that they will declare and say with their mouth and confess it jesus is lord jesus is lord we give you all the honor and all the glory jesus es señor jesus es señor Thank you, Father God. Thank you. Thank you. We give you all the praise and honor in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you because I've been under attack. And I think the reason that the attack has been against me is so that I can kind of understand how the enemy has come, just as you were praying, to confess Jesus is Lord. It stops the attacker, but more importantly, it stops us from keeping opening that little latch to see where's the enemy coming in now? Where's the enemy coming in now? No, Jesus is Lord. And when Jesus is Lord, that latch has to remain closed. We can't even for a second be doubtful or worried or concerned that for some reason we're not we're not going to be able to weather this storm. You know what I'm saying? We're not going to be able to get past this pain or we're not going to be able to find the solution to what we're going through. And I and I know that it's not just the body of Christ. The, the world right now has been turned upside down by the prince of the air who wants us to think, yeah, 2020 is coming to an end, but my attacks, the, the, the world, there's just nothing to live for. They say right now the suicide, suicide rate across the world is higher than it's ever been in any age. 
you know, so we bind that spirit of suicide in the name of Jesus. Jesus Christ came to give us life and life abundantly. And if you're there right now and you're saying, man, I don't know even what, it, what, what I'm going to face tomorrow. I don't even know if I want to face it. I'm going to speak to you. Jesus Christ came and he faced that death sentence so that we do not have to. He took the sting out of death. He took the pain out of disappointment. He took and out of the enemy's hand every weapon that could rise against us so that it cannot prosper. When you confess Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior, just as we're this morning, we're declaring Jesus is Lord, you've got to declare that over yourself. It's got to be your daily proclamation no matter what you think you're facing. God is already one step ahead of you, ready to take care of the facing that you have to do to give you the strength, to give you the power, to give you the sound mind, to give you the promises of his word, and to give you the guidance, enlightenment of the Holy Spirit so that you will go through and you will break through. If you haven't accepted Christ as, as Lord of your life, if you're not able to say Jesus is Lord of my life, then right now, the Bible says, today is the day of salvation. Not tomorrow, not when I'm on my deathbed. Right now is my opportunity. So I challenge you today to ask Jesus Christ to come into your heart. You don't have to go to seminary. You don't have to have a Bible degree. You don't have to have a plan of action. Well, how am I going to change my life? God is going to help you through his word and his Holy Spirit. And in the assembly of believers, you will be able to understand what your next steps are. But the first step is your step. God is already stepping towards you. He's taking that walk. So he is simply waiting for you to take one step towards him. And that's to ask him to be Lord of your life. So if you want to ask him to be Lord of your life, pray this prayer with me. Lord Jesus, I know I need a Savior. I know you are not Lord right now of my life. And I want to change that today. And I do that by asking you to come in and be Lord of my life. I laid down my life before you. All my problems, disappointments, failures, even my successes. I put them in your hands right now. I believe that you took my death sentence. For the forgiveness of my sins. That you died on that cruel cross just for me. And I believe now that you are resurrected and living. And I ask you to bring that same life into my life. And I thank you for cleansing me with your blood and making me brand new giving me a fresh start. I give you all the praise and the glory and honor. Amen and amen. Church, if that has been the prayer today that you know you've prayed sincerely, then we challenge you. Get a Bible. Start reading the book of John. Start reading a psalm and a proverb every day to get wisdom and encouragement. Get to know our Lord Jesus Christ. He's amazing. And then if you can come to a church that's open, if there isn't one open, 
come on, by all means, come to one of these services that are, that are available to you. And then we also have online services, just like today you might be viewing. Or maybe Sunday at 9 o'clock, you can tune in to callofzion.com. And on our Facebook, you can get in there and think on Instagram too, no, or just Facebook. I don't know technology, forgive me. But that's an amazing opportunity for you to start fresh. And I'm not saying start over. I'm just saying start fresh. There's no starting over. It's every day is a new day in Christ. You know, so I don't know. We went this way with this this morning and there this afternoon. It was for a purpose. There just has to be one person. Stella, happy birthday. Happy birthday, yeah. And for happy all birthday. of you that prayed that prayer for the first time, happy birthday, happy too. Birthday. Happy birthday. Well, today I do have a little something prepared for you. I want to commemorate this is a very special week. This is the birthday week of Pastor Priscilla. So we're going to be hearing more from her. I believe tomorrow night we're doing a prophetic panel, and she's going to share what God has put on her heart. And I'm really excited to know how God is moving through her to encourage the body, to give us life, to give us illumination. So you want to make sure that you stay tuned at 6.30 tomorrow. And Priscilla, I just want to tell you, I, um, I'm overwhelmed. I'm, I need to play this game so I don't sit here and cry for the next hour. I'm just overwhelmed by who you are. And... Um, Sometimes I'm overwhelmed, too, by who she is. Abraham, guess what? I think overwhelmed is your middle name, buddy, and I'm your mama. Okay, anyways, I just want to tell you how much I love you, how much I appreciate and honor you, and um, COZ and me would not be the same without you. And, and I heard something the other day if every two you two got mad, I would tell him, take a walk. I'll be going with Priscilla. <laughs> so that has to be. We're going to do something kind of different today. And I'm going to base it on a scripture, three or four scriptures that God had given to me to encourage you all out there and also for us to get to know a little bit more about the gifts that God gives us at this season and what are we supposed to do with it. So I'm going to give this scriptural uh, game as a parallel to the gifts that God wants you to start looking for in your own life. And then what are you supposed to do with the gifts once you find out that you have those gifts You'd be surprised how much those gifts can mean to others. Just for an example, I cut my hair today. That's a gift, isn't it? Anyway, Sebastian goes, Grandma, what did you do? Thank you, Sebastian. Amen. <laughs> okay. So what you're going to start doing is I'm going to read this first passage. And Priscilla and Abraham, what you need to do is you need to underline, and you'll see at the beginning of each paragraph, which is a scripture, um, you have to find two items in there that match the gift of each other. So you're going to find two that match her gift, that pertain to her, and she's going to find two that match yours. The second one, um, you're going to select one, the third one two, and the last one one. Okay? And then you're going to tell me why 
does that match each other's gifts? Okay, so here we go. I'm going to read, and you guys can highlight, and then we'll stop at the end of each scripture. Today, you may hear some of the gifts that are in your own life, and I think through these scriptures, you are going to be amazed at how much God has already vested into you. So we're going to start with Psalms 149, verses 1 through 4. Hallelujah. Sing to God a brand new song. Praise him in the company of all who love him. Let all Israel celebrate their sovereign creator. Zion's children exult in their king. Let them praise his name in dance. Strike up the band and make great music. And why? Because God delights in his people. Through the dance, he festoons plain folk with salvation garlands. Okay, who wants to be first? I can go. Okay. Um, I chose for Priscilla, celebrate and dance. Okay. Why? And Priscilla, she's known for woohoo. <laughs> so that's why I would celebrate okay. and, and dance because um, she dances in the spirit. Yes. And, and that's a great gift. Okay, what about you, Priscilla? Um, for me, I put sing to God a brand new song mm -hmm. and strike up the band and make great music. Oh, yes. I don't know if that's three, but. No, that's two. two. So when you're reading scripture, and one of the things that you can do to know where God wants to use you is to reflect as you read and say, gee, is there anything there that truly applies to what God has placed inside of me? Okay, let's go on. This one, you're only going to have to select one. This is in Isaiah 35. The wilderness and dry land will be joyously glad. The desert will bloom like a rose and rejoice. Every dry and barren place will burst forth with abundant blossoms, dancing and spinning with delight. Lebanon's lush splendor covers it, the magnificent beauty of Carmel and Sharon. My people will see the awesome glory of Yahweh, the beautiful grandeur of our God. Who would like to go first? I'll go, I'll go then. I put, um, for Priscilla, every dry and barren place will burst forth with ab abundant blossoms, um, dancing and spinning with delight. And I picked that because a lot of times Priscilla makes something good when it feels like there's nothing good there. And, you know, everybody will be kind of in a bad mood and she'll just pop up and make everyone laugh at her, you know, joyous spirit. So, um that's why I picked that one. Okay, I'm making sure my mic was on this time. <laughs> um, I picked, my people will see the awesome glory of Yahweh, the beautiful grandeur of our God. Did I say that right? 
French or that's fine? Um, I put that one <coughs> because um, Abraham, the worship pastor, but even more than that, you know, there could be times where worship can be, like, difficult to break through. But he always uh, ushers the presence of God's glory, and it just comes down, and it's the obedience that he has to the Father and allowing the Holy Spirit just to take control. And it's, my people will see the awesome glory of Yahweh, and I feel like that on Sundays during worship. Amen. And that's why I picked it. That's beautiful. Thanks, boo. You're welcome. You know, church, one of the things that you're seeing modeled here today is something you can do in your family Bible study, where you pick a scripture and you bring in the family and you simply say, you know what? This is, this is something where in your life I see God working. Affirmation is such a power tool in the spirit. When we affirm one another, when we recognize the strengths and the vested interests God has placed inside of us, it adds such worth to one another. And it's so important for us to do that as family because sometimes we just, we just take each other for granted in the home. This is a perfect time for you to give thanks to God for the gifts that he has placed inside of each and every one of you. We never use the Bible as a sledgehammer where we just knock someone out with it. No. That is not the purpose of God's word. God's word, when it does operate on us in the spirit, it brings life. Okay, next one. Jeremiah 31, 10 through 14. And this is a message version. And they're going to pick two out of this one. Hear this nation's God's message. Broadcast this all over the world. Tell them the one who scattered Israel will gather them together again. From now on, he'll keep a careful eye on them like a shepherd with his flock. I, God, will pay a stiff ransom price for Jacob. I'll free him from the grip of the Babylonian bully. The people will climb up Zion's slope shouting with joy, their faces beaming because of God's bounty. Grain and wine and oil, flocks of sheep, herds of cattle, their lives will be like a well-watered garden never again left to dry up. Young women will dance and be happy. Young men and old men will join in. I'll convert their weeping into laughter, lavishing comfort, invading their grief with joy. I'll make sure that their priests get three square meals a day and that my people have more than enough. This is God's decree. Okay, I'll go first this time. <clears throat> the first one I put, like a shepherd with his flock. Um, and I put that because Abraham's a pa not just a worship pastor. Yes, he's amazing, but more than that. Uh, no, seriously, like, you know, people call him during the night, and he can, like, push ignore if he wanted to, but he doesn't. He checks in on people. Like, if he talks to someone, he follows up with them. And just like it says, like a shepherd with his flock, um, with his, the worship band, he checks in on them, um, not just the band, but everyone. And the second one is, I'll convert their weeping into laughter, lavishing comfort, invading their grief with joy. That one's personal um, for me because, um, I'm going to cry. Um, 
sometimes it's difficult, like in the holidays or um, around my mom's birthday, and Abraham always comforts, um, even though maybe he's like, oh, I'm not sensitive, but he is, and it, this is perfect, like weeping into laughter. He always makes me laugh when I feel <laughs> horrible. He lavishes me with comfort. Yes, he does, invading their grief with joy. He always brings me joy, even though I might not be feeling great. He always brings joy into my life and in my heart. So thank you. Oh, you're welcome. Um, I put their faces beaming because of God's bounty. And and that just shows with Priscilla. You know, we all have our ups and downs, but no one can deny how much God's light is in you. And you just exude that everywhere you go. So, um that's one. Two is I actually picked the same thing. I'll convert their weeping into laughter, lavishing comfort, invading their grief with joy. And and more so because I've seen you push through the grief and push through the mourning. Even though you give me credit, it's really it's on you because you could choose to remain that way if you wanted to. And you always push through and, you know, that's good. Good job. <laughs> Wow, this is a boo session, I'll tell you. <laughs> the next one is in Isaiah 35. Strengthen those who are discouraged. And you only have to pick one here. Now, I'm going to preface this before I read this. This is the requirement from the gifts. Now, you've just outlined and highlighted what the gifts are. We may identify what the gifts are that God has inside of us. So what do we do with it? Do we just like Abraham and Priscilla have a boo party? Is that what we do? No. There's something that God expects from that. Yes, we must affirm one another and recognize those strengths in each other and be sensitive that they exist, especially when we, when we live in the same household. We see each other's shortcomings as well. But thank God, out of all of our shortcomings, he sees us through his blood, which is something he teaches us to do with one another, especially at this season when people are very sensitive. They're very sentimental. And it's not just because it's Christmas. It's a time of the year when all hearts are beginning to feel the wooing of God. The wooing is what God does when he reminds us the great gift that he sent us through his son. So the gifts that he has deposited inside of us should woo us not only to one another in kindness, love, and affection, but also woo us to God and to our communities and to those that are less fortunate, those that are hurting around us. So here's one that you get to select from Isaiah 35, and these are the... This is what we're supposed to do with these gifts once we've discovered them. Strengthen those who are discouraged. Energize those who feel defeated. Say to the anxious and fearful, be strong and never be afraid. Look, here comes your God. He's breaking through to give you victory. He comes to avenge your enemies. With divine retribution, he comes to save you. Then blind eyes will open and deaf ears will hear. Then the lame will leap like playful deer and the tongue-tied will sing songs of triumph. 
Gushing water will spring up in the wilderness, and streams will flow through the desert. The burning sand will become a refreshing oasis, the parched ground bubbling springs, and the dragon's lair a meadow with grass, reeds, and papyrus. Uh, for this one, I chose be strong and never afraid. And I chose that because we all need to um, trust God. And uh, it might be easy for me to say, you know, because, but we all face the fear of something. And so, you know, that's kind of what I feel, you know, as sure as the ground we walk on, we should be sure of God. And we don't doubt that the floor is going to cave in when we walk. So why do that with God? And that's what I feel our requirement is. I picked the same one. <laughs> Say to the anxious and fearful, be strong and never afraid. I picked this one because um, the scripture I hold on to is um, God did not give me a spirit of fear, but he gave me a spirit of love, of discipline and sound mind. And we need to be strong um, in him and not to be afraid. Um, because at night, you know, when things come at you, um, we have to know his word and we have to be strong in his word to defeat what the enemy's trying to put against you. You know, there's going to be doubt and the enemy's going to try, but we need to be strong and not afraid when those things come at us. Well, I have a few things today to, to give you and but to remind you of this session that we've had today. I'm giving you double carpeting for the comfort of your feet, that you would always stand. Stand on the gift that God has given you. If God has given you a gift, and he has given gifts to all of us, it's just a matter of us looking for them and, and pushing away that, that self-discouragement, that negative self-talk that we so many times entertain, which is from Satan. That's a lie. Okay, God, what has he given us? Love, power of a sound mind. He's given us discipline. He's given us all, and he's also deposited these gifts. So we've got to stand in the gifts. So that means when you go through what you go through, whatever it is, your feet go to dancing, your hands go to playing the worship that God so desires to hear. So you've got to stand in that gift. And then this is called path water. I want you to know that what is the water, the washing of the water of the word of God that strengthens your gifts? Because both of you are on a very uh, heavy track where your feet have to constantly be strengthened and encouraged. Then your feet also need to be taken care of. Okay, so dancing feet and feet that stand hour after hour need comfort. They need the support from the Holy Spirit. Your gifts need to be supported. They need to be activated. 
You need to be active in your, in your gifts that God has given you. He told us in Romans 12, whatever gift you have been given, do it with all you have. Exercise it with passion. Give it your all because it's a gift. I mean, yeah, if we have a gift you want to give to somebody and it's a box of chocolates and we go to C's and we say, mm, I just love C's candy and I'm going to give them the best thing that I would love. And then on the way to giving them the gift, we kind of sneak open the package and eat half of the candy. When we give it to them, we're not giving them our all. Something has been subtracted from that gift when we give to God, when we give to one another. And I'm not talking material things. I'm talking about the gifts that God has given us in the spirit. When you worship, when you're in pain, when you dance, when you are sad, whatever the situation might be, and you're giving it with all you've got before God. Let me tell you how God feels. He said it right here. I went that God way again. Anyways, it's, it says here. I'll convert your weeping into laughter, lavishing comfort, invading your grief with joy. I'll make sure that you get three square meals a day and that my people have more than enough. So we don't have to worry about the material gifts. We need to be into, you know what I mean? Really into it. That's what it was back in my day anyways. So anyways, and then finally, I'm giving them elderberries with vitamin C because they need to boost their immune system on a constant basis. Your immune system to Satan is the word of God. We overcome the enemy by the blood of the lamb, the word of our testimony, and not loving our lives to death, meaning that if God calls us to worship when we got a migraine, we worship. If God calls us to dance when we just can't move because of the heaviness around us. We get up and we dance. If God tells me to share the word when I'm in pain, you know what? Goodbye, pain. See you later. I'm moving forward because this is for my God. This is for his people. And they and he deserve my best. So as you exercise this holiday season, your gifts, I'm going to pray over you that the body of Christ would see those gifts in action, in motion, the way that it should be done with passion, and that their gifts, they would be compelled to activate the gift that God has put inside of them. So I'm going to pray two ways, this way, this way. Father, in the name of Jesus, I pray today over Abraham and Priscilla. Pastors, Father God, that you have called by your own heart, your own selection, but for your purposes, God. Lord, when you call us to tend to the body of Christ. It is not, it's not our, all of our gain. It is simply, Father God, for what you receive, which is glory, God. And I pray that you undergird them, you strengthen them, you guide and direct their steps, Father God, that they would be quick to run into action for you, O oh God. And knowing well, Father God, that the gifts would be stirred up, Father God. They would stir each other's gifts up inside of each one of them, Lord. Father, for your glory, your honor, and the edification of the body. And I pray for the body of Christ today. I pray that you would stir up, O oh God, the gifts that are inside of them. I pray no matter what they're facing, they would realize this is the time, Father God, when we can get 
get up and do exploits for you, for your glory, your honor, and praise. For you alone are worthy, God. We don't have to worry about the strength because our strength comes from you, Father. If you have given us the gift, then surely, God, you will cause that gift to be able to be used and employed for your purposes, God, for the edification of the body, God, that people would see the greatest gift of all, which is you, Lord Jesus, through their hearts and their lives and their homes, God. We thank you for the gifts. We thank you for the gift, Jesus, that you are to each of our lives, and we claim your precious blood over us. It's in your name we pray. Amen and amen. Amen, church. That was such a great word, and just, to, you know, my mom was talking about how positive affirmations is good in the word, but it's also just good overall. And I, I know that this time can be frustrating and for a lot of us, especially with the virus and how a lot of people have been out of work and not able to maybe do things as usual. None of us really have been able to do things as usual, whether it's church or Christmas. It doesn't matter. Um, but just take time this season to give those positive affirmations to one another when things get stressful and chaotic a bit. Um, just remember who who it is that allows us to be here and, and you know we need we have people around us that love us and and that we love and it's important to always remember that. So I don't know if we have announcements that you can share. Um, yes, so tomorrow night is our midweek service. At 6.30 p.m., we have the prophetic panel. Um, so invite your friends and family. Host a watch party on Facebook. So it'll be at 6.30 p.m. tomorrow night. And then also on Sunday, we will be streaming at 9 a.m. And at 10.30 a.m., we will have our in-person service. So we're so excited. And also, ladies, next Monday, December 7th at 6.30 p.m., we have our women's Bible study. So at 6.30 p.m., we will have it in English. And at 7 p.m., we will have it in Spanish. So invite your girlfriends, your sisters, everyone, all the ladies in your um, life, and invite them on Monday, December 7th at 6.30 p.m. And we're so excited. Um, are there any other announcements? Happening? Well, you know, Priscilla, an idea is if you're doing Christmas shopping on Monday, and you just happen to be in that long wraparound line around Ross or wherever you shop, you could turn it on on your phone and everybody around you can hear the Bible study. Oh, yes. Great idea. So we'll see you all tomorrow at 6.30 p.m. Um, have a blessed rest of the day. God bless. Bye.